Well, welcome to another episode here at Hack Your Finances. Today, I'm excited we have an amazing guest on the pod. Amazing. Amazing guest, uh, Pastor Eric Wallace in the house. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Uh, you are lead pastor of Dwell Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been friends for a good couple of years now. Yeah. We've helped build the church together. Mm-hmm. We've had many of these conversations uh, not recorded, and so I'm actually really excited to to chat today. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe tell the the listeners a little bit about yourself, and yeah, uh, yeah we'll dive in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, so I've been a pastor of Dwell Church now for two years. We're a church plant in downtown Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, I'm an Omaha native. I, I think I'm committing to that now. I've moved around a bunch <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah, I grew up a pastor's kid, so my parents were very obedient to like the hey, where God's calling you, you mm. go. And and it's not like let's wait and see and pray and fast. They're like we've been praying, we've been fasting. God said something, let's go. Love it, which was great, but also like means that you don't really feel rooted mm. a whole lot, um, and everything kind of feels up in the air. And so, but with that being the journey, my wife and I, uh, we've been married for 11 years. I got three kids. We've just kind of followed the same suit, yeah. except we've been in Omaha the entire time. So my whole ministry career has been in Omaha mm. and even specifically downtown Omaha. So Dwell Church is actually the third church plant that I've been a part of just in downtown Omaha. Yeah. And uh if that says something about downtown, I'm mean, sure we'll talk a little bit yeah. more about it. But man, it is it is uh, an area that really needs more, needs stuff, and is also a really difficult area. And so, when we felt the call two years ago, it was one of those like for the first time we were really like in, I think that similar seat that my parents were in, where we we're just like, Ugh, do we really follow? Do we call? But we're like. We know it's good. We know what we're supposed to do. So anyway, so but that's been uh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now is we're we're just loving the local church. Yeah. We're we're planting, we're growing, we're doing all sorts of stuff and uh and bringing hack your finances along in the journey yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, it's been excited. We uh we just launched there. Yeah. Um and dude, I I think one of the things I'm really excited to dive in um to today is you know, um all of the conversations we've had, mm-hmm. like the church that we've done together, now watching what you guys are doing downtown, man, like you, you guys have always had just such a, like a distinct burden and passion. Um, not like, it, it's so funny. You guys have always been downtown, but what I love is it's, mm-hmm. it's not just like about like downtown. Cause like downtown can sound cool. Like some people sure. go like to cities and they're like, we're in the down, like we're in the downtown <laughs> New York city where you're yeah. like, cause it sounds like really cool. Mm-hmm. And you guys are like, well, we're not here cause it's cool. Sure. Um, we're sure as heck not here cause it's easy. Um, Definitely not. We're, we're here cause we have a burden for the people. Yeah. Um, and what people are walking through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, dude, I just love to hear, yeah, like, dude, what, where did that begin? Maybe a little bit. Mm. Um, and uh, maybe even like stir something in somebody else yeah. that goes like, hey, we should have a burden for this. Yeah. Well, okay. so um, uh, like I said, been part of a couple church plants, um, both in Omaha outside and uh, across the country in different forms. And one of the things they talk about is find a place that you love and plant a church there. Mm. Um, because it's church planning is really difficult, uh, no matter where you go. Mm. If you're you know, in, in a suburban area or an urban area, uh, a low-income area, a high-income, whatever it is, it, 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 it just different challenges yeah. for different seasons. So you might be in a high-income area or you received a ton of donations, but it's really difficult to then turn that into a volunteer base. Mm-hmm. Or you could be in a low-income area where people go, 
oh, the thing that I have out of my time, talents, and treasures, well, I got a whole lot of time or mm-hmm. I got some talents. My volunteer effort is really, really yeah. high, but we, we're not in a, a high income area or I don't have a whole lot of money. And so then, so then you just feel a different, you know, so it's just yep. a bunch of different, different stuff. And uh, when I was in high school, so I grew up in a, a suburb outside of Omaha uh, called Bellevue, Nebraska, um, which were kind yeah. of from the same, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Where, and, uh, and it was, Omaha was one of those places when I moved here, um, o- Omaha was like, everyone said they're from Omaha, but you're really from Bellevue, you're really from Papillion, but downtown Omaha specifically, the what's called like the old market neighborhood, um, and then even an area just outside called like Benson, mm-hmm. where there's a real like big music scene. In high school, I was, I was all into music, like coffee shop shows, rock shows, whatever it is. So I was downtown for art, for music. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist, like all of that type of stuff. And so it was always the place for me that if I wanted to go tap into something creative, I wanted to be around creative people. I wanted, all, I wanted good food. I yeah. wanted sushi. It was downtown. Uh, and, and so it, that was the, it, it really did start for me like, oh, this is the cool place to go. This mm-hmm. is the place that like, I really don't want to be in the suburbs. Uh, nothing against yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. go to Applebee's, uh, <laughs> but I want to, I want to get some original food. I want like, I want somebody, I know their name cooking my food or yeah. to talk to and all that type of stuff. So then as I got out of high school, traveled, became a pastor, got married and all that stuff. When we moved back to Omaha, my wife and I, it was really just like, we have to be here. Like we, this is like who we are. Now that we're adults, we can make some decisions. Well, let's get an apartment down here. Let's, you know, it, and we were always been planted in local churches. And so all of our small groups were in mm. downtown Omaha. Yeah. Our friends, the places that we worked. And so we've just, we've never been able to leave it. Yeah. Uh, and And so I think even if we, wanted to go someplace else it was just never it was really never an option for yeah. us so uh and it, it's the good and bad we we got friends that are um you know very well off live in penthouse apartments mm. and but we also have friends that I, I can name you a list of people that are homeless that mm-hmm. we we pray for we talk with i make sure that you know whenever it's really really cold outside um and i see them i'm yeah. helping them get to a different homeless shelter or something like that and so it's 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 the whole mix of things. Yeah. Really, I think any downtown urban city is probably the best representation of what the city actually looks like. Mm. It's every race, every age, every creed, every yeah. faith. It's going to be in like this melting pot of things. And so that I I, I love downtown yeah. Omaha just because of that. Yeah, I love that. And I think um, you know, honestly, I just think of like the heart of Jesus. And I think mm-hmm. about heaven and it's like every, you know, every tongue, every nation, like it's going to be so, yeah. so diverse. And I, th- I do agree. Like, it's interesting too the point that you just made, like there's such a dichotomy of mm-hmm. type of people that you'll, you'll meet and interact with downtown. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I just think it creates a really, really unique di- dynamic, even from like a, a pastoring standpoint yeah. of like, how do you, how do you serve like that community? Just knowing that like you have this like wide range of people mm-hmm. um, and even just like wide, wide range of businesses, wide range of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's super powerful. Um, do I love for you to share a little bit about um you know, recently I was at visit Dwell Dwell Church, preached there, and got to share and, and yeah. interact with, Good with work your amazing too. community. Um, 
And uh, dude, I love just hearing about like the like the impact that you guys want to make in the community. Yeah, is do monthly do well projects. Um, and so, dude, I just love to hear like yeah, some of the things that are like on your radar and like what's birthed that in you guys. Because I would mm-hmm. say like that's not every church does that. Yeah. Um, I I'd love to. We'll we'll offshoot from that in a mm-hmm. moment of like what our call is. But um, yeah, what like maybe what stirred some of that in y'all? Yeah, that I mean, I think I. Th- Mm, yes, I think every church should have some sort of community engagement. Um, I like calling it community outreach. Um, anything a church is doing outside of its four walls needs to have an evangelistic aspect mm. to it. Um, and that might simply just be that you provide something that mm. doesn't exist there before. And, and that's what evangelism ultimately is supposed to do. Somebody doesn't know, you're going to give them the information yeah, that powerful. they need to know. Uh, and so for for our faith, we can go, oh, Jesus, he's, he's the answer to this problem yeah. to so many different areas. But w- what are some of the other things? You, you know, uh, so we've, we made a really kind of conscientious decision when we were planting Dwell that we wanted to be a church that was known for its effect on the community. Hmm. Uh, that people, our, our kind of ultimate goal is that people know more about what we've done for Omaha than where we're at in Omaha. Hmm. It, that, that Hopefully those things are then connected to each other because yeah. you'll hear that we cleaned up an entire block mm-hmm. downtown. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, there might be a flyer, you'll see someone with a T-shirt with a logo on it mm-hmm. or whatever it would be. And, and we never handed out a flyer. We never handed out a track. We never stood on a corner but we made something beautiful, yeah. which I think is the heart of, yeah. of Jesus. I think the heart of our Father is to set things back into a place of beauty, a place yeah. of, of care, of love. And so what we decided when we were going to do dwells, we were going to do community outreach, but it wasn't going to be uh, a way for us to just simply get our name out mm-hmm. there, but to help people. Yeah. And, and the question then was, what do the people need? It's uh, great, and, and, and I it's think great. you can, you can kind of assume, you can kind of go, well, let's let's help the homeless shelter, or let's do, and, and I think those projects are great. I think those nonprofits are amazing, and and they deserve to exist and need to exist, and churches should help them, schools should be helped, mm-hmm. different things like that. But I, I think it's uh, sometimes uh, the the church kind of takes a backseat on being creative on how to help people. Mm. And, and so this is what um, I, I'd like to take credit for this, but I had a pastor in my life tell me, uh, before you plant your church, before you like say what you're going to do for the community, go ask people who are already helping the community mm. what the needs are. Because if you talk to a nonprofit, like let's just say um, a, a big one downtown Omaha is Sienna Francis House. It's, it's a homeless shelter, does a whole lot more than that, but that's their kind yeah. of primary focus. And you talk to them and they'll not just hear the needs of the homeless, but they'll hear the other stuff too. Hmm. They'll hear the problems about drug addiction. They'll hear the problems about lack of education or, or food deserts or different yeah. things like that. And you go, Okay, so there's already an organization that's doing homeless ministry. Let's partner with that. Yeah. What else? 
Yeah. Well, what else is needed? And, and, and so we just started doing that. We I talked to someone from the mayor's office. Um, I, I got to talk to teachers. Um, I, I remember walking up to a police officer in the old market and just going, hey, well, what problems are you seeing the most down here? Yeah. And, and just really asking and not assuming that I know. That's as great. much as I've been down here for, for probably half my life now, I've been down here for entertainment. I've been down here to enjoy the space, but not help the space. Mm. And so how many of us, I think, like go to churches, go to our schools, and just try to use it for what we say that it needs mm. to be instead of asking what are the actual problems. So that was our effort. Uh, and we've narrowed it down to uh, really simply just providing needs for low-income families. Mm. Uh, that, that's a big issue in downtown yeah. North Omaha and South Omaha. Human trafficking, uh, which you, you'd be yeah. surprised in Omaha how big of a deal that is and how we are a hub for that. Um, and then homeless ministry, but also kind of partnered with this is uh, life recovery. Mm. is probably the best way to describe that. So homeless ministry is in this, but we also want to look at just that that low-income family that lost something. Mm. Maybe it was a parental figure or a child or or a resource or money and we go the church should help replace that yeah and, and provide some so so life recovery yeah um and, and maybe part of the recovery is you never had it well well god's intention is that yeah, you would yeah, have yeah. it so we're going to recover yeah, this. so great and so that's the that's kind of where we've done a couple different projects and um like i said we're a church plant so we're in the beginning process of a lot of that stuff um, the, what we're open to is adapting or growing, but not overreaching. Mm -hmm. We want to be very specific on yeah. who we're helping so we know what we're actually doing and in that we're actually helping people. Yeah, yeah, that's so powerful. Man, there, there's uh, one of the things you were talking about there is like, man, how can I come into this situation not looking to be entertained, but mm -hmm. how can I come here to serve? And I think that's just like such a simple, practical thing sure. that like, I think for just our listeners, just going like, man, you, you want to know a hack for your life, mm. for your finances, whatever, is like, how do you slow down and stop asking the question, like, how do I do this for me? What's mm -hmm. here for my entertainment? But actually pause and go like, how can I serve? Yeah. Um, because I found that like the kingdom of God is an upside down kingdom. And so we, we get the opportunity to go mm -hmm. like, my life doesn't exist for me. Like our church doesn't exist for me. Yeah. Like all of this is about God's glory and people mm -hmm. being able to be served and pointing them back towards him. And uh, I think that leads to um, people being generous. I think that's oh, sure. giving of the time. It's giving of talents. It's the, all the things that you mentioned. Um, one of the things that we say is we say generosity opens the door. Mm. Um, mm. And so a lot of times, like you said, like churches like to come in like, oh, it's here for like a brand name recognition. And like, I'm not here to throw like, you know, yeah, everyone's. Uh, I I don't know a church's intentions, um, but I think that it's so important and powerful for um, churches that they go into these spaces. Understand, yeah. like, hey, our goal is just to give, to give whatever whatever's yeah. needed, absolutely, and, and being able to serve there. Yeah, I I think there's a, a it's the what I mean by even just like that the outreach evangelistic part of it is there's um, yes we should help outside. There's this huge potential that I, th I think is, in, in a lot of churches I've interacted with, are really good at this, which there's a huge benefit of being a part of the church. Meaning, like, if I need, if I have a plumbing issue at my house, I don't Google plumbers anymore. Mm. I know enough plumbers just being a part of my church. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm either going, I want my money to go to somebody I already know. Yeah. 
or I'm probably going to get a better deal just going to that yeah. person that I know. Like I've, I've gotten like, I'll, I'll cover that part or I'll get that part. <laughs> Friends and family it, discount. It, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. I, I call it the pastor yeah. discount. You know, <laughs> people assume that pastors are, are, uh, are poor. Um, and, and most of us are, but, uh, and, and so they go, we'll, we'll help the pastor out. This is my tithe today. Yeah. And, uh, um, which blessings and yeah. all that good stuff. Um, but there, there is that, that added benefit. So now how do we take that and, and expand it outwards? Mm. Like how do we, how do we kind of open our bubble a little bit? And, uh, and this was like probably one of the more interesting things that happened during COVID. We were part of the same church and we, we had to, uh, change and adapt the church that we were a part of. I, I was overseeing a lot of our community outreach stuff yeah. still, my wife and I. And so we went from being able to, go out and do all these things and hand things out and be like hands on where then everybody was like, don't do anything. So we opened up a food pantry. And uh, one of the things that we had an advantage of is we had a whole lot of people that just had free time now. Mm-hmm. And and so we, we started creating this list of the schools and nonprofits that we worked with that needed stuff. And uh, we realized that these people didn't have cars to drive to us. So we would go deliver, mm. not even thinking that this was a unique thing. Oh, you can't get it? Well, we'll get it to you. Yeah. Like we'll expand our bubble. We'll we'll open this up because you're now in this circle of interaction with us. And what we learned is then uh there were no other food pantry in Omaha at that time was doing delivery. So we started getting food pantries donating food to us wow. as a church so that we could then package it and then give it out to other people. So our list expanded, our resources expanded, just because we simply said, well, we'll go to you. That has to be, I think, the mindset of a church that in in all seasons, and hopefully that was a lesson that we all learned in COVID, which was we need to adapt and mm. expansion when the world is constricted. Yeah, like, and we go, oh well, social media, we we're all connected. No, we're not. We nah. we we're just yeah. we actually it's an illusion. We got yeah. an algorithm that constricts your view. Yep. To a political party, to mm-hmm. a mindset, to a resource, and, and the 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 kingdom minded thinking mm. is the person that goes, what else? Yeah. What so, am I not seeing? It, it, if we want to talk about heavenly realms and the spiritual side of things, the Bible speaks to, hey, there's a reality that you and I physically see, but there's a whole war going on that yeah. we can't see. And, and, and there's on your behalf yeah. for you. And then when we partner with what's happening in the spiritual, with what's happening in the physical, we call that supernatural. Mm. And God moves. And this is like a beautiful thing. And why community work, why outreach work, why evangelistic work is amazing. Why church planting is the number one way to bring new people to Christ. Because it's this outward expansion of the kingdom in the bubble to bring people in. Wow. That's so powerful. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. You are like what I what I thought. Like one of the thoughts that I had as you were sharing that story about um, like other food pantries like donating because yeah. of like, and I was like, oh man, like man, Pastor Eric was so creative and innovative, and he's like here being cutting edge, and I was like, oh man, like that's, and I was like. How wasn't the perspective? The perspective was there are people that are in need and we have an opportunity to serve them. 100%. And so we're just going to figure it out. Yeah. And I think that, um, man, there's there's so much power in that. And I, I love like you sharing all this because I think it's such a powerful backdrop mm. um, 
to really like some of the questions I want to ask you is around like, man, what's the call to the local church? Mm. Um, because I, I think I, I say yeah. all of that to say I, the foreground is needed so that you're not just like pontificating yeah. on like these things are important, but you're not living them. Like you're like, no, no, our church is doing this. We've done yeah. this. Like, and so, yeah, what are like outreach? What's the biblical mandate? Things that you feel like all churches like should be table stakes on like things that matter. Man, I mean, first and foremost is is Jesus. Like we are, throw everything else out. Like as much as we we can, I, I could keep going on and on about community outreach, all of this stuff. If, if he is not the core and the center of everything that we're doing, we're, we're we've just missed it yeah. because yeah. now we're going against the Word of God. Dangerous territory yeah. that we're we're in at that point, and so uh, ultimately, like why we should do church plants, why we should do campuses, why we should invest in our church is because the the name and the work of Jesus mm. needs to continue. Like uh, it, it's also the reason why it's one of the longest running organizations. If, if you can just look at church mm-hmm. as an organization, it's one of the longest running. It's the most profitable organization that has ever existed in mankind because it has one key center focus, mm. expanding the message of Jesus mm. to everyone and as much as possible. It's the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. It's the last thing that Jesus said. It must be important. Mm. If he has a couple seconds to go, hey, before I leave this, go listen to that. Do that over and over and over again, and you'll you'll live a good life. So I think that's first and foremost. The second one for for me and just like the mandate of the church, and and this is from a church planner's perspective. Um, I've been a part of big churches, large church, you know, small churches, all everything in between. Um, But from from the church planner perspective, um, I I believe it is to create generational uh, lasting Hmm. uh, 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 foundations. Hmm. Um, So, one of the things that we we say at Dwell, we, our, our mission statement is to create a space for God in every head, heart, and home. Mm. So I could affect you. I can I can make you cry during worship or in a service. I could I could kind of move your mind to a different idea. We could do a podcast and really change some perspectives. But if that doesn't go to the home, mm. if I made all of this room in my heart for Jesus, yeah. but it never expanded to my family. Mm. I, I would. I never led as a father, as a mother, as a as a grand, whatever it is, yeah. that we have a responsibility to turn the church not just to a building, but to a people. That happens in the home. Mm. Uh, so our our evangelistic technique at, at our church is not sidewalk ministry. We don't hand out tracts. We don't do that. I, I simply ask you to invite people within your influence. Mm. Some people have a large influence. Some people have a little. It's starting to sound like a parable of a no, talent, no, no. right? Uh, yeah. Where somebody was given something, and, and our fear of losing that person by using that resource, we're actually going to lose it. Mm. But if we're just confident that we invest into something, hey, ask your family member to come to a Christmas service, yeah. come, come to an Easter, come to an outreach. Yeah. You know, we we did a we did a friendsgiving like potluck thing with, with our church, you know, and it was, it, we kind of, it was our way of like thanking team. We know we did a, a big meal, but we're like, Hey, just bring anybody you want. Yeah. We had three families that haven't been to our church in four months. Just show up to that. Yeah. Like, and I was like, 
you didn't want to come to a Sunday service, you know, and hear how I prepared for five days to talk to you for 35 minutes? And they're like, no. And they're like, but you said you had food. And so I showed up and, and I have to put down what I want mm-hmm. because I'm not the church. Uh, I'm, it, is what I have to say the most important thing? Or is it that I got to love on these people at any opportunity that I have? And because of that, then their kids are going to know that. And then that generation is going to know that. So Jesus the Center, generational movement, like moving stuff into the home. And so it's you're not just being spiritually led by the pastor of the church. Yeah. That has to come. Man, I, I love that generational component. And I, I think it's often the one that's overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, for one of the strengths of humanity is our ability to like plan, forecast, and think ahead. Like that's mm. what separates us from animals a lot. Sure, like yeah. squirrels can prepare for a winter, but like <laughs> a, a squirrel's not like consumed with like, where am I going to be in 10 years? Like, yeah. <laughs> like those aren't things that like mammals uh, navigate, but the things of our soul, like we're thinking about the future. We're sure. thinking about where, where does all this go? And, uh, but for, despite having that strength, mm. like most humans, like don't see past the next 30 days, 90 days, even five years, sure. let alone going like, man, the God that we serve is the God of um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. Like the way that God moved throughout scripture was generational that we like, we get to read chapter after chapter of like hundreds of years happening, Joseph's right. story. We're like, man, you see how quickly God moves Yeah, or how God like is trying to like make, make it, make his name renowned. Yeah, and, and we go yeah. like, um, actually we, we might just be one piece, but we have to be looking bigger. Sure. Yeah. And, I think that, sorry, just to go on a tangent, but like the, one of the things that like burns my heart is going, man, how do we get people to see bigger than themselves? Yeah. Um, because it is so easy to get caught up in the rat race, caught up in the retirement for me. Totally. And I'm going like, man, God's word says like, we're a, a good father leaves an inheritance to his children's mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. So it means we're not spending and eating everything for ourselves and just hope, hoping that little Timmy and little Timmy's kids like figure it out right. as they get older. Um, and so I think that like it's in our finances, but I think it's even in our faith. <laughs> we we live as big as ourselves. I got my own good prayer time. I, yeah. I read the Bible for me, and uh, it's tough. How do we how do we encourage people? How do we how do we shake that up in people? Ooh, yeah. I mean, the I, hopefully the question that every church, every pastor is asking themselves is that more than how do we get more people to show up on a Sunday? How do I get more people to tithe? Like, I, I those are valid questions, important questions because they're hopefully a part of the discipleship journey of what the church is trying to do. But how do we get people to pray more? How do we get people to read his word um, and to, to digest it, to, you Mm. know, to let it fully like kind of process through them. Uh, I was just talking to a a pastor um, uh, pretty recently and uh, I I asked like a really similar question. I was like, you've been doing like, uh, he was a, he's a church planner. He's been doing it for a couple of years now. And I said, I really like your congregation, and you you preach some interesting stuff. Like, how do they digest? Because it's, mm, some of them yeah, is really meaty. deep things. Yeah, like a lot of stuff to really chew on. And, and he goes, "Oh, I just I just never I I, I never go past Jesus." Like, uh, and I, I was like, well, "What do you mean by that?" And he goes, "Well, there's a temptation as a leader to um, insert your good idea uh, and call it Jesus." He goes, he goes, and it's two different things. One, you can have a good idea, just claim that it's your idea. He goes, but if it's Jesus' idea, then don't don't claim it, but also don't put your idea on him, mm. it, it, which is careful and, and, and easy. So I I think when, when we're talking about the church, I think 
some of the reason why people choose certain churches. One, don't go to a church that doesn't preach Jesus. Um, if that is again, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but uh, that just has to be the core. Like it, it, the more you learn about grace, the more you learn about the the, the work of Jesus. The, the easier it is the rest of this stuff to be thankful to um, to come and, and ask for grace and mercy um, in, in our situations and problems. But the the other one that people go to churches is because they go, oh, I like the perspective of what this pastor, this communicator, mm. the leader of this church gives uh, on this area. And so they might have insight in other parts of their lives, mm. and I go, oh, that's that's good to listen to. But it, one's biblical and one's not, mm. and so it's like it's a good mix, you know. Um, so I I think uh, I, I think finding a church, finding a leader where you go, I I like the fruit of that church mm. or that leader's life. What are they doing? Okay, then I'll do that. Uh, there are churches that are really good churches, but the pastor is so reserved or so far away from his congregation that. I think some of the growth that we don't see is there's not an openness of the process that they go through. Mm. Uh, so, like, uh, I, I think one of the, you know, one of the things that's a, a not a hot button, but it, it's one that's still I don't think we've completely learned how to preach on is mental health and the development of that. And I, I was reading some statistic that it's like something like seventy three percent of pastors. Um, not just lead pastors, but just pastors in general, um, say that they they deal with regular depression, mm. um, some sort of depressive state uh, in, in their lives, um, which my response to that was like, that feels way too low. Because mm. um, every pastor that I've met, yeah. there's, there's a, a level of just like, like, I wish I could do more. I want to mm. do more. Or, or I feel like I'm, I'm not helping enough. And there's just the burden of this type of ministry, this type of work. Um, and, and unlike a lot of other professions like counselors, um, psychiatrists, and doctors, um, and even lawyers to, to a certain extent who deal with really massive problems in people's lives, we're not taught in seminary, in college, how to process that stuff, hmm. like how to appropriately take care of that information. And so there are people who have learned how to do that. But we don't talk about that. Mm. And then there are people who have definitely not learned how to do that. And then they don't talk about it because they don't have a handle on it. Mm -hmm. And if we opened up as like pastors and were vulnerable about our problems and showed the work that we're doing to find that, it's likely that in other area of their life that they were previously closed off to, like prayer, like tithe, like Bible reading, mm -hmm. they went, Oh, he was vulnerable in this area. Mm -hmm. I'll see it. So could I could I communicate my shortcomings as a yeah. husband? Talk about my process of getting yeah. better with that. Yeah. And then also go, and my solution to this wasn't I simply just got better because I decided to get better, yeah. but I started to pray about this. Yeah. And, and so can I point you that prayer wasn't just simply okay, let's just get around a dinner table or let's just sit here, but like I actually found some truth yeah. in this, and I needed this in order to become a better husband. But I had to explain my shortcoming 
in yeah. order to explain this. And so is, is that making sense? Yeah. Like I, I think the only, at least for me, the only effective way to help change someone's life is to be real and vulnerable mm -hmm. with how that's worked in your life, whether you're currently going through it or have overcome mm -hmm. it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, I even think for myself as an entrepreneur, the people that I love to follow and listen to and glean from is not Jeff Bezos, like newest book. Yeah. I'm like, you're so you're so far ahead of, of the journey that yeah. I, I don't even know how to relate with it. Sure. But it's hearing the tensions and the journey of either like victories that were recently conquered or the mountaintops that they're yeah. currently navigating. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Like right. there is an opportunity for me to grow and progress. And mm -hmm. I think it's so so important. Yeah. I mean, Book of Revelation goes the two things that saves, like – the the blood of the lamb and then the word of your testimony like like what has god done yeah like it's not the money that you donated mm -hmm. it's not the like it's not the as, as as much as these are good things it's not how good of a husband how good of a wife how how many baseball games that you went or missed mm -hmm. for your children it was the testimony of your life that yeah. even though you missed that game you committed to mm -hmm. never miss another game mm -hmm. You, you yeah. know, although you were kicked out of your house because of a fight with your spouse, you, you vowed that you would never leave that again. Mm -hmm. You would never get out. And, and, and that that part of that testimony was you stopped trying to do it on your mm -hmm. own. You stopped trying. You, you, you started praying more. You started yeah. fasting. You started, yeah. you, you know, so it's like these are the things that actually say. Yeah. These are the things that actually develop the disciplines in people's lives. But just talking about money, yeah. like some of our conversations over the years have just been me coming to you going, man, I made a bad decision. I should not have gone to Nebraska Furniture Mart. Or like, <laughs> like I, I, I caved in and we bought that car that we really didn't need. Um, so now what do I do? You know, and, and so the the vulnerability, the honesty, then can I can sit in a place and go, yeah, I've made, I've made some really dumb mistakes, but I, I'm by far not the expert. That's why I'm friends with with Clyde and Rachel. Um, but I know who to go to. Mm -hmm. I know who to talk to. I also know that when I talk to you, part of the process, what I love about Hack Your Finances is part of the process is, well, what do you think God wants for you? Mm. I can give you yep. my answer first, yep. and, and I will because you came to me. Yep. But again, I'm first going to point you to Jesus. Yep. Then I'm going to point you to expertise. It's crazy how often those two are matched together. But when we start yeah. with Jesus, then move to leadership, man, it's it's powerful stuff. Yeah. Amen, bro. One of the one of the things that I uh, that I love about Dwell and and just even your guys' desire to partner with like like you said earlier, like nonprofits that are already making a difference. Um, you guys have like a really cool thing where like every first time guest, you guys as a church actually donate. Mm -hmm. um, and so, dude, tell tell me a little bit about that because I think this is like just a, a such a cool thing that you guys do. Yeah, but another thing I'd like to take credit for, but I I, I can't. There's a an, an Instagram guy named Brady Shear, um, really really cool guy, um, just gives a lot of perspective on churches and social media and different things like that. One of the things that I, I watched this uh, this video, he said, I wonder if we, uh, as a gift that we gave to our first-time guests, we weren't just trying to send out our brand, but we sent out a piece of who we are. Mm. And, and that was simply it. And and I, I that it really just kind of sunk in on me. I wow. was like, well, okay, how much material am I just handing somebody and going like, 
let me just try to like get a logo out there so you'll see it on a mug. And, and again, I think those are right, all great things. Yeah, pamphlet on like teams. Da, 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 but yeah, do your thing. Um, again, we're we're a downtown church. We're you know a church. We want to be known for our the working community and the things that we're doing with it. And so, um, so what can we show people who we are without just handing them something that says who we are? Uh, so the the idea came about of. Hey, instead of a little gift card or a T-shirt or something mm-hmm. like that, what if we let people know that we are so glad that they're here, that they they spent their time, they mm-hmm. spend a Sunday, they they took the risk and showed up to mm-hmm. a church they'd never been before, yeah. and the reward for them was they actually helped somebody else out. Yeah. And, and so what we do is that for every time that someone is a first-time guest at Dwell Church, we do a $5 donation in their name to the Sienna Francis House, wow. uh, which, again, a, a local homeless shelter. $5 pays for about a whole day's worth of food, um, mm-hmm. including storage, collections, and then just management of the volunteers for a person. So just simply coming to church, you yeah. actually helped somebody eat today. Yeah. So what we say is your presence makes an impact. Hmm. So whether you went wow. to Walmart, your home, to church, wherever you're at, there's an impact that's made just showing up. So we want to give you a physical representation of what that impact is. So we take no credit for it. We put your email, we put your name, and and we say, God bless. If you want to keep donating to them, they'll send you an email. <laughs> that, that's totally yeah. up to you and them. But as far as your influence with Dwell Church, whether you showed up yeah. any other day or, or anything else, we just want you to know they yeah. just showing up to church, you help somebody in need. Uh, it, it's been really, really great. We, we've been able to uh, uh, give more than, and, and sometimes you kind of, you you try to think of ways to be able to help people. And, and what a what a great way for us. Um, it, uh, maybe this inspires an, another church yeah. to be able to do the same. What what a cool thing that yeah. that we you know maybe they still get a t shirt and you did this like whatever it yeah, is yeah. but we we just want people to know wherever you spend your time it makes an impact yeah I th- and I just like I I think about the like the fact that you're already inviting like they're a first time guests and you're already inviting them into what I believe is the nature of God yeah God so loved that He gave yep and I think it is one of the true characteristics of who God is He is a God that gives amen and um. It's one of the things why I like. I love generosity. Why I love like talking about finances and the impact it has in people's lives is it's not like I believe there are people that are going to become millionaires and da 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 because of our course and pump for all those testimonies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I get jacked about is, hey, like how do we live? Yeah, like, like Jesus did, who yeah. gave of himself on a cross, who gave him himself in a crowd, who gave him himself healing people. And uh, it's in the nature of God. And just so cool. You like you inviting people yeah. into that. I'm just going, hey, it's your first time here, but hey, not only are you going to experience it, but you're going to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just such a, such a cool starting path. And yeah, we love it. I think, you know, uh, I'll, I'll just wrap. I, I think, man, this is one of the reasons why I love building and giving to the local church. Yeah is, um, you know, when I, I, I've shared this before, but when I look at all the problems of the world, um, when I look at war and poverty mm. and um, theft, I think of murder, I think of all of these, like we lie, steal, cheat. Um, and it's one of those things where I go, man, if the church rises up into the four corners of the world in the deep, dark pits of downtown to the suburbs to the rural areas like when the church rises up and takes its place and is the community 
um, it's 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 where we see God's hand begin to move. Yeah, and uh, and so that's that's why I'm like, dude, I we we give to missions, we give to nonprofits, but yeah. the thing that I get most pumped about is giving to the local church. Amen. And uh, man, I, I hope, man, if there's anybody listening to today's podcast, um, and they're maybe been sitting on the sidelines, and come on, they've got wealth stored up or they've got margin in their budget yeah. and they don't give, they don't tithe. Um, man, I hope, I hope people catch a heart and a heart of that burden. Yeah. Um, man, to make a different pe- a difference in people's lives and, uh, whether it's dual church, whether it's the, the church that they're a part of, yeah. uh, man, begin that journey, um, uh, begin yeah. that journey of generosity, begin that journey of sowing seeds into the kingdom of God. Um, because it is the one organization uh, the church, the local church. It's the one organization mm-hmm. that's uh, purpose is to point beyond this life. <laughs> it's eternity. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's it's the forever. Um, and uh, I love Red Cross. You know what I mean? Like I love yeah, blood, yeah. blood donation. I love all these things. But um, at church, it's the generations. It's, yeah. it's beyond us that'll live um, for the ages to come. And so, um, man, I'll, I'll kick it over to you, man. How can people find you? Yeah. If people want to connect, learn more about Dwell Church, learn more about you. Where can, where can we send people? Yeah, uh, you can find us on all the social media platforms. Dwell Church, Dwell Omaha is our at Dwell Omaha, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of that good stuff. Um, and uh, you'll find everyone else and all of that good stuff. We put up messages. We put up all those opportunities. Um, we're, we're in downtown Omaha, 1415 yeah. Harney Street, um, right behind the Orpheum Theater. We are in the heart of downtown. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not a... a a, a downtown church that is downtown adjacent. We are downtown um, yeah. and, and we love the people and all the good stuff there. And so, um, yeah, we, we just love it, man. What a, this is, thank you so much for letting yeah. me come on here and just talk about how good God is and how amazing dwell churches and uh, not because of anything my wife and I have done, but just, just obedience, man, yeah. you know, just keep going. Amen, bro. Well, I'm I'm extremely excited to see yeah. what God continues to do in and through you guys, through the church, um, and the impact that you guys are making. Mm. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I feel like God's 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 on the move. He's always on the move, but yeah. um, there's there's something special, and Come I'm just on. pumped to see the impact you guys make in this city. Let's go. And it's just the beginning. So, hey, well, we uh, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. We love you, um, man. If this has brought you value man, feel free to share it. Share it with somebody if you think it's going to make a difference in their life. Um, We do this podcast, um, not so we can pontificate on mics, um, but to provide value to you. And so um, if it has, man, share it, hit the like button, hit subscribe, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace. 